As a cast form introduces itself, welcome to Cast Formcast, your number one source for good vibes and curious thoughts on the world of Pokemon. That'll be sure to have you smirking like a shuppet. I'm your host, Nathan, the Bug Steel Trainer Martin, and this is the first official episode of Cast Formcast. Uh, now, since this is the first official episode, I have a couple updates. Uh, first, thanks to the Anchor app. The podcast is actually available on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and, of course, the Anchor app. Uh, this should be slowly increasing over time, but for now, that's what we're on. Uh, and we have an official Twitter account, at CastFormCast. Uh, and you can go there, follow us, and you'll just see posting of updates whenever there's new episodes, uh, silly memes we make. And uh, we'll be retweeting important things from the Pokemon accounts and Smogan accounts. So, uh, let's get right into the news. As of recent, there's actually been quite a lot of good news, especially since the Pokemon World Championships just ended. Uh, But for now, we're just going to go over all of it in general. We uh, have our two new games, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and the information we have on those are we have 11 newly discovered species of Pokemon, uh, three with new Gigantamax forms, uh, and those 11 are not counting the three starters. Uh, And other things, we have the three new regional forms, uh, or Galarian forms in this region, as opposed to Alolan forms in Alola. Uh, Those, of course, we have one for Weezing, and uh, we have... Two different ones for the evolutionary line for Zigzagoon. So we have a uh, Galarian Zigzagoon and a Galarian uh, Linoon. And then, of course, we have our two new legendaries. Uh, the legendary dogs, Zacian and Zamazenta. Uh, Zacian for Pokemon Sword and Zamazenta for Pokemon Shield. And then just for new battle mechanics, we, of course, have Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing, which is just Dynamaxing for specific Pokemon. It's very akin to Mega Evolutions, except for uh, so far it seems that the only benefit it has is other than giving your Pokemon access to their uh, Dynamax moves, they also uh, get a health bonus. Though Gigantamax Pokemon get other specific benefits, which we'll be discussing a little bit in a moment. And then also we have... uh, Information on two new interesting held items, which will also be discussed uh, in the future of the podcast. Now, this week, I actually want to go over one Pokemon from the 11 that we got. And this one is, of course, a very interesting one. And the more they tell us about it, honestly, the more interesting it gets. So this week, we're going to be discussing Corviknight, the Raven Pokemon. And just to give you information... Uh, it is a flying steel type. It is 7 foot 3 inches, 165.3 pounds, and it currently has uh, two normal abilities and one hidden ability. The two abilities being pressure and a nerve, and the hidden ability being an all new ability in mirror armor. And things I just want to say about it uh, this Pokemon is definitely designed to be like a cool Pokemon. You know, the Pokemon like. Lucario, and, uh, like, I'm trying to think of another one real quick. Uh, 
of course, like Zamazenta and Zashin, you know, they're very designed to be, their Pokemon, of course, designed to be very cute and interesting, like Wooloo and Pikachu, of course, being the staple of the series. And then there are definitely Pokemon designed to be very cool, and I think Corviknight definitely was designed specifically for that. And its name is actually interesting because it just plays on the two things that it does, of course, very well. Uh, Corve and Corviknight coming from Corvid, the Latin name for crows. Or ravens, I mean, of course. Nope, what was it? No, it is, yeah, the raven Pokemon. Uh, and then knight, of course, coming from, like, you know, armored knights, you know, royals. And if you look at this Pokemon, you'll see it is very much, if anything, it looks a lot like a black knight. You know, like, very menacing and intimidating. Uh, it's also interesting because if you go to the Pokemon website, it specifically notes how it's very intelligent. And that's just interesting because, of course, as a lot of people know, uh, crows themselves are actually very uh, intelligent birds, you know, being able to, uh, you know, understand more complex concepts. Now, I'm not going to get into that, but uh, other things, uh, the height of this bird and the weight, oh my gosh, it is just, this is a big boy. This is a very big boy, and I love him. He's, he's, he's massive. It's very, it's just very interesting. Uh, now, in the games, it actually specifies, well, on the website in the games, it specifies that, I don't even know what I'm saying, uh, in, on the website, it specifies that uh, he's actually part of a flying taxi service. And, uh, of course, I believe this is just going to be uh, replacing what in the old games would be uh, HM Fly, which allow you to go to other towns. Uh, and one thing that I just think is silly, if you go to the website, you'll see... Uh, the taxi he's on actually has a little perch on the top of it. And I'm sure the animation won't have this, but I'd really love if like you have to just get in the taxi and it just picks up the taxi. Cause that would just, to me that would just look silly and that'd be amazing. Like I'd love that. Uh, and of course, I don't know. I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to name it nevermore because like I just legally have to, uh, and then let's discuss it competitively, because that's where this thing actually, like, it's going to be incredibly interesting. So being a uh, steel flying type, this thing actually has amazing defensive typing. It's immune to both poison and ground, which are two very prominent ones, uh, very prominent attacking types. Poison more for, you know, uh, stalling and toxic ground, of course, being your earthquake and earth power, which are just very good, especially in doubles. That's where we're going to be discussing this thing the most. Uh, it has eight resistances, and two of those are four times resistances, and it's actually only weak to two types, uh, being electric and fire. And the other interesting thing about this Pokemon is it only shares its typing with uh, two Pokemon, those being Skarmory and Celesteela. And if you've played uh, the games, if actually, if even if you played Pokemon Mystery Dun the Dungeon, the first one, uh, you'll know Skarmory is just being a very cool-looking bird, very similar to Corviknight. Uh, and Celesteela is an Ultra Beast introduced in Gen 7. Uh, and it is, it's interesting, but of course it's not nearly a bird like either of these other two. Uh, and the one thing I'm going to discuss that Corviknight has that these other two don't necessarily have which, I mean, they still have good abilities, but Corviknight has some very, very good abilities. So, its first one, Pressure, 
what pressure does is uh, when an opponent targets you with a move, uh, the move will consume one more uh, power point, one more PP, uh, when it is used on a Pokemon with pressure. So essentially what this means is if, say, I'm using Fire Blast with, uh, when it's at maximum power points, uh, has, I believe, eight uses, and Corviknight, of course, would be weak to Fire Blast, but let's say, you know, I have Protect, and maybe I even have some good Protect luck, so for two turns, I can stall out that Fire Blast. And instead of it being at six after those two turns, like it would only have six left, it would actually only be at four. So Pressure is an interesting ability. It's pretty good more in, I believe, more in singles, of course, just because uh, doubles is so much more uh, offensive that stalling isn't going to be nearly as prevalent. Uh, but that's actually where its second ability, Unnerve, comes into place more in... I mean, it works, of course, in singles, but in doubles, I believe it'll be more interesting because Unnerve, that ability, uh, causes your opponent's Pokémon to not be able to eat their held berry items. And why this is interesting is a lot of berries give you resistance to specific types. Actually, there's one berry for every type in the game that gives you resistance to it uh, once before it's consumed. Uh, and then also there are pinch berries, oftentimes giving you... I know there is one that gives you priority uh, if you are at one-fourth health, uh, or there are ones that restore your health. Most of them restore it when you're at one-fourth. Uh, there is one that restores your health when you are at half or restores one-fourth of your health. So that's just going to be really good for stuffing out your opponent's uh, berry items and preventing them from eating those. And it's just going to be really good in doubles because it'll make uh, guessing a little bit less important when it comes to berries. Uh, and then its last ability, which is definitely going to be its most interesting one, is Mirror Armor. Uh, essentially what this ability does is uh, if a Pokemon were to try and lower Corviknight's uh, stats, it would act. It will actually reflect that back at the Pokemon that was going to uh, lower it. So uh, if you've been playing competitively at all or know anything about it, you'll definitely think that your first thought's going to be Intimidate, an ability that when the Pokemon comes in, it immediately lowers all of your opponents. Uh, like if it's doubles, or uh, it will lower both of their, both of the enemies Pokemon attack snap by one stage. Now this is going to be interesting because uh, if you bring in, say, Incineroar, a very well-known Intimidate user, uh, it's going to come in, Intimidate, and then it's going to have that reflected back at it and uh, potentially its partner. And that's interesting because Incineroar, of course, is a fire dark type, which would be, you know, a good matchup for uh, fighting Corviknight. But if you're uh, attack is lowered, and uh, if Corviknight's defense is anything like Skarmory's, this is actually going to be uh, really interesting, because it might mean Corviknight will have time to, like, it won't get, you know, one hit KO'd by maybe a Flare Blitz or something like that. And it's just going to be really interesting, especially if you think about uh, different things like speed control, you know, if your opponent uses Icy Wind on your team and you have Corviknight, well, that's going to make it a lot more difficult for managing, you know, uh, turns during Trick Room, or who's going faster, if you have Scarf or not. Uh, one of the Scarf items, of course. Uh, it's just going to be really interesting. Uh, and 
one of the things that I'm thinking is, depending on Corviknight's move pool and stats, which of course we don't know yet, uh, I'm sure we have some images somewhere of various stats that Corviknight has, but depending on those, uh, I believe Skarmory might be moved down a tier uh, just for the fact that Corviknight's abilities are just so good compared to Skarmory's. I believe the only really interesting one that Skarmory has uh, that's going to be usable is Sturdy, and that's basically just a free uh, focus band, if I remember right. Uh, and then another thing to discuss is Corviknight is actually one of the Pokemon that gets a Gigantamax form, which looks really, really cool. Essentially, its feathers come off and become their own red, black, flying birds that attack on their own. Uh, of course, you know, that doesn't actually happen. You don't get, like, a bunch of allies, but, it's, like, aesthetically, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, but, interestingly, it gets uh, its flying-type moves. I'm just going to read this straight from the Pokemon website. Uh, it's going to get the move uh, G-Max Wind Rage. And what this does is flying-type moves used by Gigantamax Corviknight will change to G-Max Wind Rage. G-Max Wind Rage deals damage to an opponent, opponent, but that's not all. It will also remove any effects of any effects of moves like Reflect, Light Screen, Spikes, and Electric Terrain that opponents may have. And this is honestly going to be crazy for competitive play, uh, or even just casual play. I mean, when you're playing through the games, this is going to be super fun to use. Uh, but what this is essentially is just a, like super defog. Essentially what defog does is uh, removes spikes and things like that from the field, but this is removing far more than spikes. I mean, reflect and light screen. So of course that's going to uh, be great for uh, finding Pokemon that want to stall you out with those, uh, or of course just fighting uh, Alola Ninetales. Uh, the various terrains, meaning this Pokemon's going to be uh, really interesting for fighting the different Tapus from Gen 7. I mean, it's going to be really interesting, and just the fact that this move, like, you're using Defog, but also this is an attack, I mean, presumably an incredibly strong one, seeing as it's one of the G-Max moves, so we could be looking at uh, a base power of, I feel like, a minimum 90 just for this. Uh, and honestly, that's just going to be really, really interesting. Now, let's move to the answering a question. I mentioned uh, in the pilot that uh, Anchor gives us the awesome ability to uh, answer, well, not necessarily just answering questions, but I can receive audio messages from people who uh, listen to the podcast, and I've actually received uh, one this week, and I would love to uh, listen to it and just tell you all what, you want, what I think. Watertight Trainer Tiffany here with a question about which form of cast form is your favorite form? Thank you so much for asking, Tiffany. Uh, so, just a preface, uh, cast form, uh, of course, my favorite Pokemon, and actually, you know, of course, the namesake for the podcast, uh, has the ability forecast. Now, what the ability forecast does is, uh, depending on the weather that is currently on the field in the game, uh, whether it be rain, it is actually only affected by rain, sun, and uh, hail, uh, cast form will change type depending on which. So rain will make it a water type, sun will make it a fire type, and hail will make it an ice type. Uh, each of which having its own benefits just depending on the weather. 
and then uh, so of course this has interesting things to think about when it comes to the team that you're playing on. Uh, so of course a water type one will be interesting uh, because you know it's good for rain. I mean not listen as much as I love cast form. Uh, competitively it is not the best Pokemon, but I love them anyway. Uh, so for rain teams, of course, he'd be very interesting. Uh, because, of course, he gets access to all of the different dances, Rain Dance, uh, Sunny Day, and Hail, uh, and uh, I believe Sandstorm as well. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. <laughs> uh, but essentially, uh, for Rain Teams, it'd be great because, of course, you know, it's going to get, uh, since its typing changes to the weather, it's going to get uh, a damage boost for the weather. It's going to get Stab on Weather Ball, uh, and... Uh, of course, if it's a rain team, you're probably going to have some uh, very good sweepers like Mega Swampert and uh, Pokemon like that. Then, of course, you have Sun teams where you have the sim uh, same interesting things, though, of course, you could uh, pair it with uh, Chlorophyll sweepers or uh, strong uh, fire types like Mega Charizard. Uh, and then Hail teams, of course, you have uh, the amazing Alolan Ninetales and uh, Mega Obama Snow, so it'd be very fun to use on teams with them. Uh, but the thing I actually want to talk about is uh, we do not have a Sandstorm cast form, which I think is very interesting. Now, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, of course, well, it's Sandstorm, so let's give cast form a ground-type uh, form. But then when I was looking at the move Weather Ball, it turns out then that in a Sandstorm, Weather Ball actually becomes a rock-type move. So if uh, you wanted cast form to have Stab on Weather Ball, then you would just have to make it a Rock-type cast form, which would be great because that would mean it would also get the bonus of uh, its special defense being higher in the Sandstorm because Rock-types get a 50% boost in Sandstorm to their special defense. Uh, and another thing that I'd like to say about cast form is uh, cast form's shiny. It's very cute. becomes purple. The only thing is when it changes forms, it just stays the same color as the form, like the forms themselves do not have different colors based on the shiny, and I think that's just interesting. So, Game Freak, uh, I'm sure, I mean, there's no one out there listening, but if there is somewhere at Game Freak, give me, give my son, give my good boy cast form a rock-type sandstorm form, and give all of his different forms their own shinies. Make him look awesome. I want him to, I want him to be amazing. And... Before we wrap up, I want to say uh, that we have an interesting segment that I'd like to start called Team of the Week. Essentially what this is going to be is I watch a lot of Pokemon media, and a lot of the time the players that I watch will uh, have the team that they are playing with actually down in their comments section. They'll, they'll have a link to it somewhere, so kind of as, as a way to shout out people or uh, different content creators, I want to uh, actually, you know, give all of you a team that you can play on Pokemon Showdown. And if you don't know what Pokemon Showdown is, it's essentially a website that, uh, it's, you know, it's a battle simulator website where essentially you can build teams, you can spe specifically set up the stats and move pools of any Pokemon you want within the various official tiers, uh, and you can battle other people online with it. And I'll actually have a link to that uh, 
in the description of this episode along with the team. So that way you all can try it. Those of you who don't know about it, it's actually very fun. It's interesting to see what other teams are going to fight and try building your own. Uh, there can be gimmick teams like mine, like my all bug steel team, which uh, is, I'm, I'm going to tell you it's good. That's a lie, I'm going to tell you it is. Uh, but this team that I'm actually going to have here today is uh, featured in Pokeames video. Uh, it's a video where he uses Mega Camerupt in overuse. And uh, it's a very fun video to watch. I enjoyed watching it very much. And I thought maybe you all would have fun using this team. So it'll be linked down in the description. Uh, and that wraps up this week's episode of Cast Formcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and the next episode should be up next Sunday on the very 1st of September. Uh, hope to be there for you all next week and have a wonderful day.